Trumos Perkhes Mishnah Gimel eight three. This Mishnah is actually um, ostensibly a, a, a non sequitur of sorts. It's just really off topic. Um, it really belongs. It would seem in Maseches Maisrus, the next Masechta. Maseches Maisrus deals with the question of when food is required to be tithed. Um, and the tithes aren't just the truma, gadola, which is the first tithe, but also maisa rishon, etc. So the general rule is that until a food um, is required to be tithed, whenever that is, so then he may eat from that foodstuff awry, in a happenstance, casual way, as opposed to uh, kavua, if it's in a like a fixed, formal way. So... The deadline, um, first of all, that the threshold where one now must take the tithes before eating even in a casual way is when he reaches the status of gemar malacha with the produce. Gemar malacha means the finishing of the processing. So under normal circumstances, without new one, there's nothing left to do. It's now ready for storage. In the case of grapes, which is the topic of our Mishnah, under normal circumstances, grapes are never eaten raw. Grapes are grown under normal circumstances in a vineyard to produce wine. So under normal circumstances, if you're eating raw grapes, they're not yet at Gemar Malacha. Although, of course, if you wanted grapes specifically to eat as grapes proper, as opposed to making them into wine, so then it could have Gemar Malacha when you finish harvesting them off the vines. The thing is, however, that when it comes to the requirement to take tithes, Gemar Malacha alone is not necessarily sufficient. If you plan on taking this produce home, as opposed to selling it in the shuk, if you're going to bring it home, it also isn't required to be tithed uh, meaning you could eat it awry in a happenstance way uh, until you bring it home. So there's two issues there. There's Gemar Malacha and then also bringing it home. Now, there are certain scenarios where even though you haven't yet brought it home, Chazal still required you to tithe it before eating it. Um, even in an awry, they reject the awry proposition. And and. There are various cases for that. One of the examples is if you'd be bringing it into your chatzer, your courtyard. In the time of the Mishnah, it was considered to be um, totally inappropriate and undignified to eat in public. People really ate in private. There's a famous halacha of a person eats in the shuk. He's domelakelev. He's like a dog. It's considered to be, you know, totally unseemly. Perhaps something analogous to this day and age to urinate in public. In the time of the Mishnah, maybe even in, in Israel today, it's more normal um, to urinate in public. Certainly in America today, you'd be considered to be totally uncouth to be urinating in the back of the Walmart parking, parking lot or something like that. So the same kind of thing. It's considered uncouth to be eating um, in public. So to take a grape to taste in the shuk or something, that's certainly okay. But to make a meal in public was considered totally undignified. I think Gemara says, if you do, you're like a dog. A famous side point, a great story. One time... Rabbi Victor Miller saw one of his uh, students or one of, one of his congregants eating in public. So he said, don't you know, if you eat in public, you're a dom lekelev, you're like being a dog. So the congregant said back to Rav Miller, Rabbi, I know, but that's only if you're, if you're eating a, a suda, if you're washed to eat bread. Um, this is just a snack. So Rav Victor Miller said, okay, you're not a dog, you're just a puppy. So the point is that Chazal looked at eating in public as being sort of really undignified, and the proper place to eat would be in the in the privacy or quasi-privacy of your home. Now, the chatzer was a semi-private area. In the time of the Mishnah, they had, they lived in kind of like cul-de-sacs, where the houses lived around a, a public area, an outdoor public area called the chatzer, 
courtyard, which is kind of like what we would have in like the lobby of our condominium or apartment building, and where it's it's a private space, but it's shared by the tenants. So they had an outdoor area called the chatzer that did the same kind of function, and they actually did lots of things in the chatzer. They cooked in the chatzer, they manufactured things in the chatzer, they had very small homes, and therefore their their you know recreational area was a shared area, but still semi-private, because it wasn't for the outside, just for the local uh, members in the chatzer, um, who would use it. So Chazal viewed eating food in the chatzer already, having brought the food in after Gemar Malacha, as having now requiring tithing under normal circumstances, because it's not really a rye anymore. It's become more formal because you brought it home. Okay? It's not perfectly clear to me if the issue is that's like the last step in Gemar Malacha, bring it home, or if it's just there's two issues. There's the Gemar Malacha finishing the processing out in the work area, agricultural work area, and then there's a separate issue of bring it home. Um, the two, how how two different those two things are. Be that as it may, clearly if you bring it home into your chatzer, you're required to tithe it. Um, our mission, however, will discuss the case where a person took a cluster of grapes and he's eating them as he goes, as he walks. So since he's eating them from out in the garden, that certainly started out being awry, casual eating, and no tithing required. Um, ostensibly, even Gemar Malacha didn't happen uh, because he's eating grapes instead of wine. But even so, um, either way, he, he now comes into his courtyard. So in nor- under normal circumstances, once you bring into the courtyard, you're required to now tithe it. However, the question is, what about a case of grapes where he started eating it awry, in a casual way, and just happened to walk into the courtyard. So now is he forced to tithe before he continues eating, or can he now continue to eat since he started in a bona fide, awry way out in the in the fields? So that's the starting point of the Mishnah. So the Mishnah says, Haya ochel be'eshkol. If a person was eating from the cluster of grapes, starting out in the field, in the vineyard, but then v'nichnas min he came in from the garden outside into his Chatzer into the courtyard that's like semi-private. So now, can he continue eating? Rabbi Eliezer Omer Yigmor. Rabbi Eliezer says yes, he could. Um, that is to say, um, he he can continue eating. Um, but just note, according to Rabbi Eliezer, it doesn't mean he can eat inside the chatzer. It means even though he brought it into the chatzer, he can, can't eat it in the chatzer before tithing. But he could in the courtyard. But he could walk out of the courtyard and resume his awry eating back in the garden. And Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua says, no, he may not. Once he's brought it, says Rabbi Yeshua, once he's brought it into the courtyard, there's no turning back. It's reached the point of no return. He's sort of formalized bringing it home, and, and therefore he must now tithe before he resumes to eat. Um, and that's the Allah is like Rabbi Yeshua. The second case is a very similar case. Again, he started eating the grapes out in the in the garden or whatever it is, um, in an awry way, in a casual way, which is permissible. But now instead of bringing it into the courtyard, another thing happened. There are a total actually of six different things that could happen, which although not bringing it home, constitutes um, crossing the threshold where you now you have to tithe. One of them is bringing it to the courtyard. One of them is bringing the food, eating the food on Shabbos. If you eat food on Shabbos, Shabbos can never be awry. Shabbos is the is a tachlis, is an endpoint. Everything's formal on Shabbos, and there, any consumption of food on Shabbos is considered to be derech keva in a kavua way. Um, the other thresholds, which aren't relevant to our Mishnah here, um, would be things like cooking. You can't cook food and then say it's casual eating. No, obviously you formalize eating by cooking it. Um, if you start tithing it, there's now you can't stop tithing in the middle. You've begun the tithing process. You must finish. Also, if you pickled it. Then it's considered to be now like you know, 
you already pickle these cucumbers, let's say. You can't say it's just a casual eating. Now you've sort of formalized the eating by pickling, etc. So our case here is you started eating the grapes on Erev Shabbos, and then Shabbos arrives. So now what? Now must you, since you started eating from those grapes, must you now tie them for further consumption? Now the Mishnah is a little tricky to translate into English, and even tricky for me to read right now, because there are two girsos um, which are actually opposites. In other words, we'll have a machlokus between Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Leazar, but there's, a, there's variant texts ascribing the two shitas to those two different tanaim. So some say the first one is Rabbi Yeshua, and some say the first one is Rabbi Leazar. I'll read it like I have it here, but whatever it's going to be, although the sentence might sound very strange, the halacha is like Rabbi Yeshua, because the halacha follows Rabbi Yeshua against Rabbi Leazar, but actually what the halacha is um, would really depend on the girsa you have. I'll read like what I have in front of me over here. So the mission says, Chashcha Lele Shabbos. He had been eating his grapes on Friday afternoon, and then sun set on him, and it became evening, and therefore Shabbos proper on Friday night. So now, can he continue to eat from those grapes? So Rabbi Eliezer, according to Magirsa, Omer Yigmor, yes, he may finish the grapes. Now, again, here it doesn't mean he could eat on Shabbos without tithing. No way. That's forbidden, because any eating on Shabbos is considered to be kavua. But, at least according to this shita, once Shabbos is over, since he had started eating the grapes before, he can resume eating the grapes afterwards from this very same cluster without tithing them. On Shabbos itself, he couldn't um, eat them, and because you actually can't tithe on Shabbos, even if you want to, because it looks like tikkun manal, as if you're, like, you're fixing something, you're fixing the fruit, which is kind of like a first cousin, if you will, uh, rabbinically of Makab Apatish. Rabbi Yeshua, Mayor Rabbi Yeshua disagrees, at least according to my girsa, and he says, lo yigmor, he says, no, you no longer may eat from this cluster of grapes, meaning even after Shabbos is over, you may not eat from these grapes, and certainly since you can't eat from them on Shabbos because they're not tithed, but even after Shabbos, you can't eat from them until you tithe uh, because Shabbos now formalized, you know, brought them to the, the absolute finish line requiring tithing, and the halacha is like Rabbi Yeshua, but again, what Rabbi Yeshua Shita is, is indeed a machlokas or a split in the different uh, versions of the Mishnah.